0: Log talk radio.
1: Hey, good evening, everyone. And tonight on Reaching Out Radio. Pastor Brian and Lee are going to share four things that can assist you with defining who you really are, and these things will help you with your walk in life and give you some encouragement with meeting your challenges and purpose in your journey. And remember, regardless of your age or position or station in life, God has a plan and a purpose for you. So tonight, we're going to be talking about praise and a time to realign and a time to be encouraged, and a time to prepare, because it's harvest time. So if you get a chance and you want some of your friends to tune in, tell them that they can call 626-696-8607 to listen in. That number again is 626-696-8607. So with that, greetings from scenic Columbus, Texas where the town here is located on the beautiful Colorado River. Now, for those of you who don't know, Columbus is one of the oldest surveyed and platted Anglo-American towns in Texas. And it's actually on the site of the legendary Indian village of
0: woo, woo, woo,
1: woo, woo, Montezuma. <laughs> and they say that members of Stephen F. Austin's Old 300 group began arriving here in the area way back in 1821, and Leah, no, I was not there.
0: Oh, come on.
1: (laughs) So with that, good evening, Sister and Evangelist Montel Fields, and I'm Brian Fouts.
0: And I'm Leah Fouts. Hey,
1: and this evening, we are excited to be back here on Reaching Out Radio, where we are reaching out to be the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. And for those of you that are in the listening area, Leah and I are with Hazak Ministries, and our ministry was started with the vision to bring a message of hope, healing, and encouragement to those who are hurting, lost, or hopeless.
0: The word hazak is a Hebrew word. It means to make or be strong, to strengthen, to sustain, to support, and to encourage. We hope that you, our listeners, will be encouraged with our message this evening.
1: Hey, and if you've missed any of our previous radio programs in the past, you can always go back on to Reaching Out Radio at www.blogtalkradio.com. That's www.blogtalkradio.com. And all you have to do is just type in Brian and Leah Fouts, and there you will find all of our previous shows, and you can listen to them free on demand.
0: Before we start... Let's open the program with a word of prayer. I would like to pray for protection, for Montel, and for reaching out radio. And we pray against any technical difficulties, against any demonic powers in the airwaves. And we would like to pray for those in the listening audience, we pray for open hearts and changed lives this evening. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: And amen and amen. And if any of you out there have a prayer request, please feel free to contact mm-hmm. us through our website at hazakministries.com or you can always reach me uh, after the show at 979 And, Father, we just give you the praise, Father, for all things, Father. Not some things, not a few things, but we give you praise for all things. And, that, Father, we ask that you would bring about healing in the lives of those that are listening tonight. Father, that you would heal them of any infirmities, heal them of any ailments, and that, Father, that let them remember we have to have the faith of a mustard seed. And that, Father, that all of that healing takes place because your word says that we are healed by your stripes and we're healed by your blood. And so, Father, we thank you for that in advance, and we thank you for those healings that are coming. Amen. So, folks, as we mentioned earlier, tonight we're going to be talking about praise. Praise. We're going to be talking about a time to realign and a time to be encouraged and prepare. Why? Because it's harvest time. So let's get started. So first, Leah and I, we're going to be talking about the word praise.
0: Praise? Okay. Is that important? And why praise?
1: Well, Leah, specifically, we want to talk about that there is power in praise.
0: Oh, I love to give him praise. This is going to be great.
1: And so let me ask you, have you ever asked yourself,
0: how can I get more out of life? Oh, yes. There have been different times in my life when I have asked myself that same question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You bet. And I think that we all have at one time or another. Mm -hmm. So here's another question that someone might ask themselves. What can I do to overcome some of these obstacles and the roadblocks in my business or the roadblocks in my marriage or the roadblocks in my family. And how about those roadblocks in the purpose of my life?
0: Wow. Been there, done that, and got the T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so what can you share with our listeners about these obstacles, Brian?
1: Well, one answer can be found in that word praise.
0: Praise? Praise.
1: Yeah, praise. For, once again, there is power in praise.
0: That is awesome. There is power in praise.
1: So to really understand this, I think it would be really important for our listeners to know what that word praise really means, Leah.
0: Well, I looked up that word, and here is how it is defined in the online dictionary. To say or write good things about someone or something. To express approval of someone or something. And to express thanks to or love and respect for God.
1: I love that. And to say something good about someone and especially to express love and to give thanks to God.
0: So, Brian... What did you find in the Hebrew for this word?
1: Well, over in the Hebrew book, it says that the word for praise is yada. Now, that doesn't mean yada, 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 yada. (laughs) What it really means is to give thanks. And it means to laud and to praise. It also means to confess and to confess the name of God.
0: Oh, I love the way that this word is used in the Bible. This is from, excuse me, this is from Exodus fifteen. Two, I am reading from the Amplified Bible. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him.
1: You know, in his book, There is Power in Praise, the author, Merlin O. Carruthers, uh, wrote the following. He said, to praise, then, is to give
0: positive
1: affirmation expressing our approval of something
0: wow approval what else did he say
1: well he also said it means to give approval means to that we accept or agree with what we approve of Mm -hmm. so to praise god for a difficult situation say a sickness or disaster means literally that we accept and approve that it's happening as part of god's plan for our lives
0: wow And we really
1: can't praise God without being thankful for the things that we are praising him for. Mm
0: -hmm. And we can't
1: really be thankful without being happy about whatever that we're thankful for.
0: Oh, my, I never thought of it that way.
1: Well, and then he finished with this thought. He said, praising, then, involves both gratitude and joy. Uh The very fact that we praise God and not some unknown fate also means that we are accepting the fact that God is responsible for what is happening. Otherwise, it would make little sense thinking of thanking him for it.
0: Wow, so we are to be thankful in all circumstances.
1: That's right, in all circumstances, Leah.
0: And I found this great passage this week that goes with this quote in Psalm 104 from the New King James Version enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful to him and bless his name
1: and you know i love that verse to be thankful to him and to mm-hmm. bless
0: his name so what else did you find from his book on this subject
1: well there was another page that was this statement it was actually it actually floored me when i first read it And then I read it again this past week. Okay. It says that, are you surrounded by difficult circumstances right now? Have you been struggling to understand why they have come to you? Then try to accept with your understanding that God does love you and that he's allowed those circumstances because he knows that they are good for you. So praise him for what he has brought into your life and do it deliberately and do It with your understanding.
0: Wow, so we are to praise him, praise him in all things and for all things. So here's a question for you. Why is it important for us to have praise?
1: Well, one answer can be found from this passage, and this is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. So Mm -hmm. if you're taking some notes tonight, that's 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 16 through 18. And again, I'm going to be reading this from the Amplified Bible. Yeah. And it reads like this: Rejoice always and delight in your faith. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. And in every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus.
0: I know some people may be asking themselves, will my life change if I learn to praise him?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, it will. And in my own prayer life, I have found this to be very true. Mm -hmm. And something unique happens when we place our focus on him and praise. When we are praising him, our focus is no longer on us. Amen. Because... If we focus on us, then the enemy can have a field day in our lives. He can be attacking our hearts. He can be attacking our minds and our emotions. Mm
0: -hmm. When that
1: happens, that's when doubt and fear creep in.
0: And I love what Merlin Carruthers wrote in this In his book, there is power in praise, he said. There is a power that is released when we begin to praise God for everything in our lives instead of pleading with him to change the circumstances that (laughs) hurt us. Begin to thank God for your challenges and circumstances because these are all part of the great plan that God has for our lives.
1: (laughs) And you know, Leah... You and I both have talked about these very same things over the years. Yep. And we both have our thoughts and feelings on this. But I love the way, again, that Merlin Carruthers writes about those plans. And he was very descriptive when he put it. He said, our understanding gets us into trouble. Oh, yeah. When we try to figure out why and how God brings certain circumstances into our lives. We can never understand why and how God does something, but he wants us to accept with our understanding that he does it. This is the basis for our praise, mm-hmm. and God wants us to understand that he loves us and that he has a plan
0: for us. That is so cool, Brian. And I love going back to his word for that hope for our future. This is from Romans 8:28. From the Amplified Version. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God to those who are called according to His plan and purpose.
1: Oh, man, that is just so awesome, Leah. Thank and, you, you know, it, we have to have faith. And over in Hebrews 11.1, 1, we are reminded of that faith once again when, when, they, when they say, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen.
0: So what are we to do when li- life gets overwhelming with the job, the marriage, the family, money challenges, health challenges? Are we really supposed to give him praise?
1: Yes, and so when all the crazy circumstances and obstacles that tend to pop up on us and we are unsure of what to do, we should be very thankful and to give him praise.
0: When we are doing our best, sometimes it seems that the enemy is there to distract us and take our eyes off the course which is before us. But we have to remember who we are and whose we are.
1: Oh, I love that! Remember who we are and whose we are, That's because right. we are children of the Most High King. Amen. You know, and I wanted to share this little bit of stuff with you uh, once again when we're talking about faith tonight, and. This is again another part from Carruthers' book on faith. He says that my prayer is that this will my prayer is that this will strengthen you and encourage you in your daily walk, folks. so the Bible tells us that we can be saved by faith,
0: yes,
1: healed by faith
0: amen
1: justified by faith
0: yep
1: shield by faith, yep, walk by faith, yep, stand in faith uh-huh. Live by faith. Yes. Inherit the promises of God by faith. Amen. Be rich in faith. Pray in Mm -hmm. faith. And overcome the world by faith. And praise God by faith.
0: Wow. That is so awesome. Giving him praise.
1: And as we finish this first part of our program on praise this evening, I am reminded of the old hymn, Blessed Assurance,
0: oh yeah. and
1: I wanted to read to you just some of the words from that old hymn. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Here, Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit and washed in his blood. And this is my story, and this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. And this is my story, and this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. And those words are just powerful and amazing. And it is His assurance for our life. So remember to stay the course Mm -hmm. and to keep your eyes on Him because there is power in praise.
0: That was powerful, Brian. I want to praise God even more. So, what are we going to share next?
1: Well, the next part of our study this evening is that we're going to be talking about the word alignment.
0: Alignment? You mean like getting the truck aligned? (laughs) (laughs)
1: That was quick, Leah. Ah. Well, sort of. And you know, it's just like your car or truck. We, too, can sometimes get out of alignment. Oh, yeah. And have you ever found yourself wondering what's been happening to my goals and everything else going on in in this year's assignment?
0: You bet. It seems like it was just yesterday. We were planning, thinking things out. Then we get distracted, and wham, almost three months have gone by. And are we there yet? Gosh, what do we do? (laughs)
1: That just sounds like a little kid. Are we there yet? (laughs) Yep. So if you're thinking that this just might be you, then it just might be time for a realignment.
0: You really mean a realignment?
1: Yep, a realignment of your goals and your vision.
0: We were just talking about that this other day.
1: Yes, we were, and guess what? All of us, we can all get off course from time to time. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about this a little bit more deeply. So, actually, what does that mean to realign or to have a realignment?
0: Webster's Dictionary defines the word to bring into line or alignment.
1: Well, and this is kind of interesting. It also means to be in agreement.
0: Wow. You know, the word agreement means to make an arrangement as to a course of action and to take a different route or course. Or different paths.
1: Now, I like that path.
0: And I found this great scripture verse about that word path. This is from Psalm 1 119, 119, excuse me. Verse 105. I am reading this from the New American Standard Bible. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path.
1: Wow, I really love that. Yeah. Now, in Hebrew, that word for path is the word Chevel.
0: You mean like a Chevy Chevelle? <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, that was funny, Leah. <laughs> but it actually is pronounced "cheville," and that word actually means way or path.
0: So what can we share with our listeners about this word and how can it how it can apply to their job or career?
1: Well, you know, when we first start a new job or we start a new career, we have to learn a new way or a new path.
0: Exactly. In
1: which to do our job correctly. Mm-hmm. Now, that may mean that new path is is that we have to realign ourselves with the company's goals, Mm -hmm. the company's objectives, their mission, and their vision.
0: You are so right, Brian. And we have learned over the years that it is really important to use kingdom principles in all that we do.
1: Well, that's right. And so before we go any further... Let's just share what some of those basics are of kingdom principles. Okay. Now, there are two things that we should remember. One, we're to love God with all your heart. Amen. And two, we are to love and do to others as you would yourself.
0: Yes. Well, I think that Luke 10, verse 27, answers both of these principles. This is from the Amplified Bible. And he replied, "Excuse me." <clears throat> and he replied, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength, and with all your might.":
1: Wow, that's just very, very powerful, Leah. I just love that. So Leah, that was great. And remember, all kingdom principles are based upon these two key principles. Each kingdom principle relates either to your relationship with God, or it relates to others. Amen. And so that's really important for us to know. So...
0: And I love this verse from Matthew six thirty-three in the King James Version. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Man, that
1: is awesome. I love that. It's a great verse, Leah.
0: I know most people like this version or other translations, but the Amplified Version really hits home. But first, and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after His kingdom and His righteousness, His way of doing and being right the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given to you also.
1: And we need to know that the king, and we need to be kingdom Christians using kingdom principles.
0: Exactly. And
1: those principles that are set down by God to use in all of our areas of our life, in our business life, in our Mm -hmm. personal life, in our family life, and especially in our ministry. And yep. then the vision for our life becomes clearer and our Lord shines a light on our path.
0: And we want to share with you
1: a couple of things that Doug Addison had the other day.
0: Yes. He shared this, this concept back in 2013. He gave us five things that we have to do to align ourselves for the, for the coming year.
1: All right, so he said, for the vision that God has given us, we have to learn to realign ourselves with his purposes, with his beliefs, and with his goals for our lives. And we need to believe that you will receive. Mm -hmm. And I believe that this works for us now, because what is most important is what we do from here moving forward. And here are five ways for us to turn around and realign. One, we need to ask for God's help. And we have to read our Bible daily and read it in a new way.
0: And I love the way the Message Bible reads about reading our Bible. This verse really hits home. This verse is from John 6, uh, 35 through 38. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. The person who aligns with me hungers no more and thirsts no more, ever. I have told you this explicitly because even though you have seen me in action, you don't really believe me. Every person the Father gives me eventually comes running to me, and once that person is with me, I hold on and don't let go. I came down from heaven not to follow my own whim, but to accomplish the will of the one who sent me.
1: That was really cool. Wasn't it? And the second one is that we have to learn to realign our relationships.
0: That is so true, Brian. So, what is a good thought for this?
1: Well, we have to learn to get ourselves into a position, into a positive environment.
0: As you like to say, Brian, be positive and get around other positive people.
1: That is just so true. Uh And guess what? You need to sow what you reap.
0: Here is a great verse to help remind you about sowing. This is from Ecclesiastes eleven six. From the Nate, well, from the NASB. Oh, hello.
1: That's the New American Standard Bible.
0: My my mouth went crazy in the morning, sow your seed, and in the in the wheat in the evening,
1: withhold
0: not your hands, for you know not which shall prosper, whether this or that, or whether both alike will be good.
1: You know, and I love that verse. I love what mm-hmm. you started to say in the wee evening. that was pretty good <laughs> and here' are some really good food for thought and some things to remember about sowing. You know, if you are sewing grumbling or if you're complaining, that's exactly what you get.
0: No kidding. And if you do grumble, you will have a bad day.
1: And remember, if you do this, you will end up hitting a brick wall or a force of opposition.
0: And that opposition can become a battle. So, stop grumbling.
1: (laughs) Stop grumbling. Well, we also have shared on some of our earlier studies that we have to learn to armor up. You betcha.
0: And put on that full armor of God.
1: You bet. Put on mm-hmm. your buckles, your shields,
0: <laughs> uh, your
1: helmets, everything that you need Amen. to stand strong. And you also need to start praising. Amen. And you know, the first words out of my mouth in the morning are, We give praise to you, Lord. Thank you for another day to be on the top side of the grass, to be used by you. And then we ask him to help us to be positive, to be outgoing, to be open, willing, obedient, to be used by him. And that we, we tell the Father that we look forward to any and all divine appointments and divine encounters. And so that's one way that you can praise your Lord each and every morning.
0: And here's a great scripture verse to help you to learn to praise, to praise him. This is from 1 Thessalonians 5:16 through 18 in the New American Standard Bible. Rejoice always. Praise without ceasing. Uh, pray without ceasing. And in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus
1: You know, and we also have to learn to fast from negative thoughts and from negative talks.
0: Avoid them. If you don't, then you will start a brush fire. This will be your season of discomfort and discontent.
1: Oh, man, that almost sounds like a book, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. A summer of discomfort and discontent. (laughs) And so let the Lord speak to you and learn to be led by the Holy Spirit.
0: That's right. And here is a thought about your words. If it's not blessing, then it's cursing.
1: That's right. If you're not blessing somebody, then you're cursing them. Mm-hmm. And learn to edify and to uplift and encourage one another. Amen. Now let's take another look at God's Word and see how we should really act.
0: This is from Hebrews 3, and 13. Sorry, Nasby. But encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Man,
1: I love that.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, and in our realignment, we may have to realign geographically or to a new location.
0: And when we do realign, reassignments will come.
1: That's right. When you real when you when you relocate there may be new assignments waiting for you. Amen. And you know there may be some questions that will arise that may require you to ask God some of the following questions like, "Hey, where do you want me? Where do you
0: want me to go? Where am I supposed to be?" And remember, ask him for direction and for affirmation and confirmation.
1: Well, and I'm gonna, I'm going to do a little side piece here. There was a time about three years ago that Lee and I had an opportunity that was given to us to potentially move to Israel. Yep. Yes, to move to Israel, not just to visit. And so we took that before with the Lord and we said, well, one, first we asked him if we had permission to look at the opportunity to go. And it came back that we had permission to look and review at the opportunity. And then after we looked and we reviewed it, we went back to him and we said, we would like to know that if we're supposed to go, that we would like affirmation and confirmation to go. And amazingly, within 48 to 72 hours, we got affirmation and confirmation of don't go. Do not change your location. Stay there until I'm ready to move you. And so that is something that was really interesting. Now, Doug Addison also said that it's really important that we realign with leaders and mentors who will pull you up.
0: This is really important, folks.
1: That's right. Now, these mentors will be those who will encourage you and who will pull you up to the very next level and in to the next season.
0: Realign with those who will encourage you. Pray for someone that the Lord will send to you who will pull you up.
1: You bet. Now, one of my favorite mentors was the late Dr. Miles Monroe. He was an amazing author and an amazing mentor for me. Oh, yes. And through his book, The Principles of Power of Vision, that I gave to several friends, helped guide me in the direction of God's vision for my life. Uh Uh-huh. And we also need to learn to are you ready for this folks? Realign your time. And this is, and that's really important that you do that because that's going to be important for your future. So one of the things again to remember is you're gonna to have to take a look at realigning your time.
0: This is from it this is from Daniel two twenty one through twenty two from the amplified version. He changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him.
1: Oh, man, I just love that.
0: Amen. And we
1: have to learn to make room to hear the voice of God because with this, He will bring assignments of kingdom projects to us. Yes. And, folks, remember that we are in a season, and so we've got to get ready for new assignments.
0: And with this, he will send you new assignments of work and kingdom projects.
1: You betcha. So this is a time to dream big. And, again, the late Dr. Miles Monroe shared this about time in life. And this was really neat. He said, time is the true measure of life. Yes. In fact, time is the currency of life. Mm-hmm. How you spend your time determines the quality of your life and death. And you become whatever you buy with your time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Always be aware that everything and everyone around you is vying for your time. And your time is important because your time is your life. Yes. And the key to effective use of your time is establishing correct priorities. First things first. And when your priorities are correct, then you preserve and you protect your life. So prepare, why? Because it's time to realign.
0: Well folks, the next part of our study will be on encouragement and learning to prepare.
1: You bet it is. So we're going to get started here. So let's take a look at that first word, encouragement. You know, we all go through life trying to do all that we can, and we try to be the best that we can be, but we cannot do it alone. Even if you try and you do your best, you will succeed, but... But what? Well, but sooner or later you will burn out, and then trouble will really begin, and so we need each other, and we need to support one another, and most importantly, we need the Lord.
0: I love what the Scriptures teach us. This is First Thessalonians 5.11 in the Amplified Bible. Therefore, encourage and comfort one another and build one up, just as you are doing.
1: And you know, Leah, that is such a great word.
0: Oh yeah. And here is
1: one of my favorites, and this is from Romans fifteen five, and I'm going to be reading this one out of the Amplified Bible. Mhm. And it says, Now may the God who gives endurance and who supplies encouragement grant that you be of the same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus.
0: So it is important. To be encouraged and to stay encouraged.
1: That's right, Leah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, finding your vision is important in life. Yes. But without it, all that you will have, are you ready for this, are your goals. Mm -hmm. Now, you can succeed in your goals, but you will never be happy because you will be doing what you want to do instead of the great plan that the Lord has
0: for you. And I love how God gave us his promise for our lives. This is from Jeremiah twenty nine, eleven, and this is from the NIV version. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And that's Jeremiah twenty nine, verse eleven.
1: You know that's such a great and powerful verse Leah and it's a powerful promise
0: Mm -hmm. and here's
1: something else that's important when you have asked God to give you his vision for your life and he's answered you then it will be time for you to prepare for that vision to become a reality
0: but wait won't that take time I mean I want it now
1: (laughs) well of course you do (laughs) we all do I love it. I want it now! (laughs) (laughs) And yes, my love, it will take time.
0: It will take time?
1: Yep. And guess what? What? And it will take prayer.
0: I love it. Just as we are learning more during our reading time from the book, The Battle Plan for Prayer by the Kendrick Brothers, we know that prayer is important in all that we do. It prepares us for the day and the week.
1: Yes, it does. So why don't you share with our listeners one of our very favorite verses?
0: I would love to. This is from Mark 11, verse 24, and we love to read this in the Amplified Version. For this reason I am telling you, whatever things you ask for in prayer in accordance with God's will... Believe with confident trust that you have received them and they will be given to you. I love it. Mm -hmm.
1: I love it. Believe with confidence and trust that you have received them and they will be given to you. Now, in his book, The Principles and Power of Vision, again, Dr. Monroe shared this thought. He said, remember that you were born to consult God to find out His purpose for your life so that you can discover your vision. Mm -hmm. God is not only the author of your vision, but he's also your continuing support as you progress toward its fulfillment. Amen. And you will never achieve your vision without prayer because prayer is what keeps you connected to the vision giver.
0: Now that is awesome. And Jesus told us that he is divine in John 15.5. 15:5 This is from the amplified Bible. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit, for otherwise apart from me that is cut off from vi- from vital union with me you can do nothing.
1: And I like what Dr. Monroe said about this verse. Mm-hmm. He said if you stay in touch with God you will always be nourished, both in life and in vision. Amen. So, when you do stay in touch with God, He can give you the breath of life, the encouragement, and the hope and the vision for your future.
0: I love the way the I love the way the Lord works, he, and He gives us a vision in our future.
1: Okay, so we've talked about being encouraged. So now let's take a look at the second part of that, and that is to prepare. Okay. All right, now you might be asking yourself, what is the big deal about being prepared? (laughs) Do I really need to prepare? Great question. So Leah, what does it really mean to prepare that you might ask?
0: I looked this up in, in the online dictionary and found this. It means to make ready beforehand for some purpose or to put in an off in an off proper I'm sorry proper state of mind and the third thing is to work out the details plan in advance or a strategy and fourth to put a plan in written form Yes, it's important to
1: write that down. Now, in Hebrew, that word for prepare is the word asah. Hmm. And it means to work, to produce, to make details. It means to prepare, to attend. It also means to appoint or ordain. It means to institute or to observe or to celebrate. And it also means to
0: act. And I loved what Joshua said about preparing, not just for life, but for being prepared to be used by our Lord. This is from Joshua 22, verses 26 and 27 in the Amplified Bible. So we said, let us prepare and build an altar, not for burnt offerings, for sacrifice, but to be a witness between us and you and between the generations after us.
1: So remember, in your vision planning and your goal-setting time, that this will be that time in the process that you will have to prepare.
0: Well, what about those people who feel that they are strong enough to do this on their own? They don't need no help.
1: <laughs> well, of course they don't. <laughs> I just love it. So what's that old saying? Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Yes.
0: Now that was funny.
1: Well, you know, if you're like me, I'm a type A personality and you are probably the type that likes to just jump in and get it started like right now. <laughs> we don't need we don't want the process and we don't like the process. It sucks.
0: <laughs> But we
1: have to go through the process in order for things to be aligned correctly and for them to come to pass in the right
0: time. And remember, folks, it's not about our time. It's his. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's not about our time. It's all about his time. Yep. So let's go back to our question again. So what do we do to prepare? And whose plan is it anyway?
0: Oh, I love this part.
1: Well, first off, you will need five things to prepare for an awe-inspiring life Mm -hmm. and for a journey of excellence.
0: So, what is number one?
1: Well, first, you need a vision. Okay. You see, a vision is a divine plan for our life. And that's doing what we were made to do. Mm -hmm. Not what we think we want to do, but what we were made to do. And we do have a purpose here on Earth, you know.
0: Why is that important?
1: Well, you know, we've been told that we can do anything if we put our mind to it. That's right. But I love what Dr. Monroe wrote. He said, you were born to do something very special. If you don't find out your gift and don't discover what you were born to do, then you have failed. Wow. You must discover your purpose And there is a reason behind your creation, and success is measured by what you were born to do. And your purpose are those ideas that keep coming to your mind.
0: That is amazing, Brian, to learn why you are here.
1: Well, that's right. And remember, your purpose are those ideas that keep coming into your mind. You know, you didn't think that stuff up on your own, folks. God (laughs) gave them to you. Now, number two on our list is that you need a game plan. Yep. Yep, a game plan. A game plan. You need a game plan or actually a blueprint. So you need to ask yourself this question. How am I going to get from where I am now to where I'm supposed to be?
0: That is a great question, Brian.
1: And why is it that we need a game plan or a blueprint? (laughs) Even good builders have a blueprint. So ask God for his blueprint for your life
0: today. That's right. Just ask him. When you seek him and you find him, he will give you the desires of your heart.
1: That's right. And number three is you will need resources.
0: Resources? What kind of resources?
1: Well, all kinds of resources. You have to ask yourself, what will I need in order to do what I was made to do. It could be getting your body in shape. If you're doing sports or getting a college education or learning a trade of some kind to fulfill that vision, it could be learning something from a mentor. And, of course, it will take financial resources. Uh, That means money, bro.
0: (laughs) Ah, yes. Green energy. (laughs) Yes, green energy. energy.
1: That was funny. And number four, You've got to have passion.
0: Why do you need passion, Brian? Well,
1: passion is going to be the enthusiasm that you will, the enthusiasm that you will need to make an impact to your vision or to your calling, and that passion will keep you going.
0: Wow, passion. Hmm. And you can
1: learn to be passionate about what you're going to do, and okay. in time This passion will be needed to sustain your drive and to give you endurance to run the race in life.
0: And we need to prepare to run the race in life.
1: That's right. And I wanted to read to you this passage from Hebrews 12.1. And again, this is going to be from the Living Bible. I looked at this, and this passage really rocks. Since we have such a huge crowd of men of faith watching us from the grandstand, let us strip off anything that slows us down or holds us back, and especially those sins that wrap themselves so tightly around our feet and trip us up, and let us run with patience that particular race that God has set before us. So what is
0: number
1: five on the list? Well, last is number five okay and this is really important you will need support Amen. prepare to surround yourself with those people who will uh, pray for you and who will encourage you and like in every competition that there is there's a fan base to cheer you on the comp- and to cheer that competitor on you need people behind you to say go keep doing this you can make it you can you can do this <laughs>
0: What else can we share with our listeners, Brian?
1: Well, just this, that when it comes to planning and preparing for the future, there will be two obstacles that will come our way to stop us from our appointed vision. And what are those two obstacles? Fear and doubt.
0: Fear and doubt? Wow.
1: And so what does the Lord say about fear, Leah?
0: In the book of Isaiah 41, verse 10, in the New that's in the new
1: international version
0: so do not fear for I am with you do not be dismayed for I am your God I will strengthen you and help you I will uphold you with my righteous right hand and
1: I want to repeat that again so do not fear for I am with you do not be dismayed for I am your God and I will strengthen you and I'll help you and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Amen. And so what does the Lord say about doubt, Leah?
0: Well, in Matthew 21:21, 21, 21, Jesus replied, "Truly, I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go, Throw yourself into the sea, and it will be done.
1: That's pretty powerful. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: here's something else to think about. That word fear has two meanings. That Mm -hmm. word fear, F-E-A-R, has two meanings. You can say forget everything and run, Mm -hmm. or you can stand with strength and courage and say "face." everything and rise
0: amen amen now that is powerful
1: yes it is and remember the choice is yours when you face obstacles doubt and fear remember this passage for help and encouragement
0: this is from Matthew 19 verse 26 from the amplified version but Jesus looked at them and said with men this is impossible but all things are possible with God, and that's Matthew nineteen twenty six in the Amplified Version.
1: You know, and I want to close with this. God has had some really great things in store for you and for your future.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: he's got some really great things in store for you. So we want you to prepare and to be encouraged. Amen. All right, so before we go to the very last part of our study... We are going to take a short little break here, not very long, and during this time, please sit back and listen and to some original music.
0: This is just one of many songs that my husband, Brian, has written and recorded over the years. Enjoy, folks.
1: Okay, so we'll be back in just a few minutes, so sit back and Enjoy. And I hope that you enjoyed that little trivia of music there. We had a lot of fun uh, working on that and working a lot of the different parts out and getting it recorded and kind of getting it uh, edited by our friend Joey Garza at Full Measure Sound. And I also want to thank Brian Neil Fouts out in Arizona for his contribution to the song. Uh, Yeah, we think we're we're related somewhere, but he's a phenomenal musician, and we wish him well at whatever that he's doing now. Mm -hmm. So now that we're back, we're going to talk a little bit now about our next topic here, or it's actually going to be our last topic. And this evening, we're going to be talking about it's harvest time.
0: So, Brian, what is so important about harvest time?
1: Well think about this. It is that time of year again, and it's the time to harvest those things which were planted earlier that have come of age. And now it's going to be time to reap that harvest.
0: Hey, you're right. It's just about that time, Brian.
1: You bet. So let me ask you, what does it mean to harvest?
0: Well, I looked this up in the online dictionary, and here's what I found. It defines the word as the season when crops are gathered from the fields or the activity of gathering crops. Okay. And the amount of crops that are gathered.
1: All right, sounds so good so far.
0: And it also means the amount of a natural product that is gathered in a single season.
1: Oh, well, thank you for that, Leah.
0: Brian, I know you. Did you find something out on this word in Hebrew? (laughs)
1: Uh, You know me too well, my dear. Uh Yes, I did. And, you know, I love to do research. Now, over in the Hebrew language, that word for harvest is the word (laughs) catseya.
0: That doesn't
1: mean that I can't see you.
0: No, is that like... I can't, I can't see a cat, maybe?
1: <laughs> or I can't doing see you doing something? Yeah.
0: <laughs> no,
1: you silly, silly girl. But that word catsea is defined by this meaning. It means to produce a harvest or harvesting, and it is the process of harvesting. It is also a crop that is harvested or reaped, And it means a real time of harvest.
0: And I found this great scripture passage to go with our study today, Brian.
1: Well, that's great. So, my bride, what did you find to go with our study?
0: Well, listeners, if you have your Bible or iPad or computer, turn with me to the book of Ecclesiastes. And I am reading from chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, And I will be reading this passage from the New American Standard Bible. There is an appointed time for everything. And there is a time for every event under heaven. A time to give birth and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot what is planted.
1: I just love that verse, and it's one of my
0: favorites. (laughs) You're so funny sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But life can be really a lot of fun.
0: Okay, I know there's a process to everything.
1: Well, that's right, my dear. There's always a process.
0: Absolutely. So what do we have to learn to understand the process for the harvest to take place?
1: Well, I like the way that Billy Graham answered this same question. He said, it's like farming. Matthew, Luke, and John all tell us that the harvest is plentiful and ready, but the laborers are few. That's true. And then he said, farming is hard work. The farmer must clear the field. Then he has to plow the ground. And then he has to sow the seed. And then he has to weed the field.
0: What a bunch.
1: And then he must wait. And wait, and wait, and wait, and wait.
0: Wow, that seems like a long time. Oh,
1: yes, and then he continued with this. You can't rush the harvest, but when the harvest is ready, you can no longer wait. You must drop everything and reap the harvest.
0: Hey, what happens if you don't drop everything and do this? You know, reap the harvest.
1: Well, again, Billy Graham said, if you don't drop everything and reap or bring in the harvest, the harvest will rot right there in the field.
0: Wow, now that is interesting.
1: So when we first moved to the country, I tried my hand at growing, some different plants, and I ended up growing some
0: watermelons. (laughs) Yeah, that was fun to see Farmer Fouts walk across the road to the next field to plant.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was very different, and you see, I was a city feller, and I was also a keyboard player, and I used my hands for touching the ivory keys and not the digging in the dirt.
0: (laughs) Yep, this would be true.
1: And so, I had to learn the process for growing some watermelons.
0: So what did you do?
1: Well, first we had to clear the land there, and the tilling, the soil, that means getting ready for planting. (laughs) Okay. And then when that was done, uh, my neighbor gave me four rows to plant seeds. They weren't next door to one another. They were like one row, skip a row, another row, skip (laughs) a row.
0: Well, this would be my favorite part.
1: So anyway, when this task was finally completed, I would planted seeds about six to twelve inches apart in each row and then we covered up the seeds with dirt and we began to water the area around the seeds
0: that was it
1: well no there's more (laughs) and you see I being a silly feller just felt like well as these watermelons began to grow they just kind of roll over into the ditch and grow little did I realize that they were going to take off like wandering Jew plants and filled up (laughs) seven or eight rows out in the field. And so I learned that in time there would be some small stems of a plant that would begin to grow out of the soil from each seed. Then later, vines began to grow out and take shape from the small stems. And did I say that it took over like seven or eight rows?
0: (laughs) So, do you just sit back and wait?
1: No way. During the next couple of months, I would walk down the rows and I would pull out some of the unwanted weeds and other (laughs) strange-looking plants that were not part of the seeds which I had planted.
0: Then what happened?
1: Well, then within the next few months, the vines grew to larger lengths, and then they intertwined themselves uh, with one another. And then the vines began to take over the land that had been tilled and small buds would begin to take shape on the vines.
0: Ooh, I remember this next part. In the weeks to come, you would water, clear away weeds, and watch watch these buds grow, waiting patiently until it was time to harvest the crop.
1: Oh, yeah, that was fun.
0: Uh, (laughs) And how did you know when it was time for the watermelons to be picked?
1: Well, now, this is really interesting. I didn't know this. You see, as the watermelons get bigger and bigger, there's a small little vine shape, kind of like a pig's tail, that grows at the end of the vine on the, oh. wool, on the watermelon. <laughs> and it's just in front of the watermelon. And that pigtail vine is green during the growing process. And then later, the vine will begin to turn brown and start to dry out. And when you see that, that's when you know... It's time. It's harvest time.
0: So, Brian, how does the lesson in planting watermelons relate to our lives, and is this really important?
1: Well, that's a great question, Leah. You see, our walk in this life is just like growing melons. We have to wait and plan and have a vision. Then we learn how to prepare for the vision to take shape and then learn how to plow the land and plant the seeds of that vision and that calling. Then we have to water that vision, keep things flowing, and we have to clear out any of the weeds that get in our way of that vision.
0: And these weeds can be distractions, disruptions, And detractions that will keep you off your game plan.
1: Oh, yeah, they will. That's right, Leah. And we have to work hard. And like Billy Graham shared earlier, we have to wait and wait and wait and wait. And we have to wait patiently for the right time for our goals and visions to come to pass in his time. And then we can reap the harvest.
0: And, listeners, it takes hard work. Yes,
1: it does. It takes a lot of hard
0: work for this to happen. Okay, now, okay, I'm lost, because you did that right there. And listeners, it takes hard work. It will take dedication and endurance to stay the course. But in the the end, there will be a great harvest.
1: And Leah's got a great scripture verse to share with you to encourage you in your planting and harvesting.
0: Yes, folks, this is from Ecclesiastes 11.6. I'm reading this from the Amplified Bible. Sow your seed in the morning, and do not be idle with your hands in the evening, for you do not know whether morning or evening planning will succeed, whether this is or that, or whether both alike will be good.
1: And that's a really great passage, Leah, Do not be idle.
0: Amen. To put it in plain and simple English, we have to learn and understand the basics for the harvest to take place. That is, we have to learn about planting, about watering, and of course about weeding. You have to keep the weeds out of your life for things to grow. And lastly, We have to learn about reaping.
1: And waiting and waiting and (laughs) waiting and waiting. Oh, okay. So, listeners, this is a great time to reflect and take a look at those important items that are in the field of our lives.
0: And, as we have mentioned earlier... There is a time to water and a time to pull out the weeds or clear out the cobwebs in our minds and our lives. You
1: bet, or get rid of them boxes that we haven't seen anything in the last 15 years. <laughs>
0: no, What's in
1: that box? I don't know. I don't remember packing it. <laughs> you know, and God's Word gives us an important message about what kind of soil to use in our planting.
0: We find that word in Luke eight, fifteen. This is from the Amplified Bible. But as for that seed in the, in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word with a good and noble heart and hold on to it tightly and bear fruit with patience.
1: And then when it's ready and at the appointed time, it will be time for the reaping to take place. Ah. And then when it's ready... It's harvest time!
0: It is also a time to share in that harvest, to give of its first fruits and blessings, and thank God for all you have been given and blessed with. That's
1: right. So we need to learn to stay on course with our missions in life to fulfill the vision that has been given to us by God.
0: And in the book of Hosea 10, verse 12 there is a great message on how to sow and reap. This is from the NASB, the new American standard person. Sorry. Sow with a view to righteousness. Reap in accordance with kindness. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes to rain righteousness on you. And that's Hosea 10 verse 12 in the New American Standard.
1: And there is a very, this is a very special reminder about working during the planting and the harvest season. And this is a message from Galatians 6.10. And I want to read that to you in a different translation than normal. And that translation mm-hmm. is going to be coming from the Message Bible. Okay. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith.
0: O'Brien, well, this has been an awesome study this evening, and we pray that you, our listeners, have been blessed and encouraged
1: you bet. And as you go out this week or this month fulfilling what the Lord has called you to do...
0: Brian and I wanted to remind you that God knows the desires of your heart, and He has a great plan for you.
1: That's right, and the and that way has been prepared, and the fields are ripe because it's harvest time.
0: So listeners, remember, be excited. It's time, as our Lord said... Go ye and help bring in the harvest. Why? Because it's harvest time.
1: You know, and I'd like to close with this. We encourage you to do your best in life and that God has some really great things in store for you and for your future. Amen. So begin today with a positive attitude and be encouraged. Mm -hmm. So with that... Until next time, I'm Brian Fouts.
0: And I'm Leah Fouts.
1: And we always like to close with this. Be, be strong and be a rock. God bless you and have Amen. a great week. And thank you for tuning in.
0: Amen.